Middle-earth, the world of the Lord of the Rings, is a place that lots of people, myself included, love to come back to. Whether it's in the form of the books, the movies, video games, or a combination of all of them. But a popular point against these classic works of fantasy is that everything is either in black or white. For the most part, the good guys act in a good way. The bad guys act in a bad way. When in fact, the real Middle Ages, the period in human history that Middle-earth is based on, is full of gray areas. Sometimes, good people do bad things. Bad people do good things, even if it's for the worst intentions. And sometimes, then as now, concerned observers do nothing but send thoughts and prayers as the bad guys set out to do the most evil things. It begs the question, has the world really changed that much? Or are we just fooling ourselves? My name is Migs Marfori, and you're listening to Grim Childhood. Episode 2, The Wolf and the Kids Once upon a time, there lived an old goat who had seven little kids, and she loved them with as pure and strong a love as a mother can have for her children. And even if she never wanted to leave them, there came a day that she had to go into the forest in search of food. Before she did so, however, she called the kids to her and left some advice. My dear children, she said, I have to go into the forest today, so please promise me you will be on alert for the wolf, for if not, he will come in and devour you all, skin, hair, everything really. You will know the wretch no matter what disguise he chooses to wear, for he has a rough voice and black feet. The eldest kid spoke up for his siblings. Never fear, mother. We will take good care of ourselves, and we will remember your wise words. Our rough voice and black feet, we will be on the lookout. With that, the old goat bleated and went away with her mind at ease. Soon after, there was a knock at the front door. Open the door, my dears, a voice said. Your mother has come back, and I have brought a little surprise for each and every one of you. The kids knew it was the wolf, however, for the voice was not sweet and lovely like their mother's, but wild and rough. We will not open the door, they said, for you are not our mother. Your voice is rough. You are the wolf. At that, the wolf went into town, bought himself a lump of chalk, and swallowed it whole, softening his voice. He then made his way back to the old goat's house. Open the door, dear children, the wolf said. Your mother has returned with lots of little goodies for you all. But the wolf had laid his big black paws against the window. And when the children saw them, they cried out, We will not open this door, 
for our mother does not have big black paws. You are the wolf! Undeterred, the wolf ran back into town and said to the baker, I have hurt my feet. Rub some dough on them. He then went to the miller and said, Pour some flour over my feet. The miller hesitated, for he had a feeling that the wolf was up to no good. But the wolf said, If you do not do it, I will devour you whole too. The miller grew fearful and did as the wolf asked. So the wretched wolf went back to the old goat's house, knocked on the door and said, <clears throat> Open the door, dear children. It is I, your mother, with lots of surprises for you. First, show us your paws, the children said. The wolf put his paws through the door, and the kids, seeing that they were white, opened it. Seeing his chance, the wolf barged in. The terrified kids scattered and looked for places to hide themselves. One dove under the table, the second one into bed and under the covers a third into the stove, the fourth into the cupboard, the fifth into the closet, the sixth in the tub, and the youngest one into the grandfather clock. Except for the youngest one, the wolf found and devoured them all. And after that, he was so full that he found a tree in the meadow and fell asleep beneath it. Soon after, the old mother goat came home and cried out at the state of the house. With the cabinet doors open, the covers all drawn, and closet doors ripped out of their hinges. She called all her children by name, but only the youngest stepped out of the clock case, and mother and kid hugged each other, both in tears. They could not bear to be in the house, and so they went out into the meadow where they saw the wolf snoring loudly beneath the tree. The old goat, in her anger, started to run towards the wolf in an attempt to ram him with her horns until she saw that his belly was moving. I wonder, she said, can my children be alive? She said to her youngest child, Hurry home and fetch the scissors, a needle, and a lot of thread. When the youngest kid got back, she cut open the monster's stomach, and to her surprise, six little kids fell out, for in his hunger, the wolf had devoured them all. 
the little goats wanted to go home and be done with the matter. But the mother shook her head. Go and fetch some big stones, children, the old goat said. We will fill his stomach with these and sew him right back up. When the wolf woke up, he felt heavy and awfully thirsty. And so he headed to the well, stooped down to drink, and toppled in with the weight of the stones hurling him down the well and straight to the bottom. The whole family ran out from their hiding place and jumped for joy around the well, chanting over and over, The wolf is dead! The wolf is dead! La la la! The wolf is dead! You've been listening to a retelling of selected folk and household tales, as collected by the Brothers Grimm. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and prepare for more of these delightfully dark editions of stories you thought you knew so well. This has been Grim Childhood.